Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom. Like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Hello, and welcome to another edition of Two Cups of Tea. I'm Chris Heath, and I have the best job in podcasting, because I get to stick the kettle on, crack open the saurine, and listen to another amazing life story from an older legend. And today I've finally found the right way to Oldham. Fails with an Oldham. Uh, I'm here to meet 82-year-old George Weir. His life story is a belter, starting in 1935 back in rural Northern Ireland. His tales feature wild donkeys, terrified chickens, unspeakable porridge, tin baths, skylights, first crushes with black eyes and the love of his life. Right, so, I'll go in and set up the microphones and you listen to the cheesy theme tune. Let's go. I was born there in 1935 in County Antrim at a place called Ballet Castle Hospital. Yeah. yeah. I was born in the hospital, I wasn't born at home. And I'm one of 11. One of 11? Yeah. Whereabouts are you in the 11? Whereabouts are you I'm in the second. football team? Well, you know, I'm, I'm second. There's one more There's one more left now and he's in Australia. That's why yeah. I go every year to see him. He's 18 months younger than me and he's called Hugh. Hugh Weir. Yeah. I'm George, he's Hugh. We're the last two. And you were one of 11. Can you take us through all 11 names? I can, yeah. <laughs> What's the weird roll call? Well, number one was Samuel. Yeah. And uh, number two was Jean. Number three was Molly. Yeah. Number four was Greta. So he's just died. She's died at 94. She lived at 94. Wow. So we're down to Greta. What a lovely name, Greta. Yeah. It, well, it's short for Margaret. It's oh, short right. See, I don't call her Greta. Oh, I see. And then uh, we'll come to Bill. Yeah. Brother Bill. Now, he's if he was alive, he's he's 10 years older than me. All yeah. the time he's 10 years older than me. And um, Bill. And then there's Danny. Daniel. Yeah. Not Daniel O'Donnell. Daniel. <laughs> he was a good singer and all of us. Was he? I know. Daniel. Always sang at every party we were at. Absolute screaming of a fella. Lovely man. So so Danny was the singer, yeah. the life and soul. Yes. And then there was Agnes. Yeah. And uh, it's it's Bob. But in between Agnes and Bob, yeah. in between Agnes, well, I had a, had a had another sister called Grace. And she she died of that. You know, she took a bone with a hole in the heart. They could repair it. Yes, now, yes, and yeah. she died of that. So she died. I don't remember because I was I was so, so little, yeah. at the 
they tell me about it. I never seen a with no photographs of it. Sure. And then along came Bob. Well, it's the last three but there's Bob, Robert, which called Robert John, and then there's George, and then there's Huey. That's the eleven. So Huey was the youngest? Yeah, I'm the second. So and Robert was the third. Yeah. Agnes was the fourth. Yeah. What kind of part of County Antrim did you live? Was it was it like a was rural. it rural or it's so rural if I took you to it you'd think you were in um, in Africa. It's just trees and land everywhere and just cows and like a sister. But a place called even this is where I was born, yeah. where I brought up. Go to Newey. Go to Newey. Go to Newey. You'd have to have a after that. <laughs> it's so rural. And it, well in it well, what I say is rural, there's most side, the, the village, the village of about with two or three hundred people living in it. Yeah. The church, that's where there's too many churches. So that's that's a little village even yeah. on its own, isn't it? Yeah. And that's that's one mile from where I am, and one mile the other way is Durban, where I go every year to see my sister when she's alive. Yeah. I almost went, went, went last last year I went twice because I went in the August for a she was, she was ninety four last August. And yeah, we should do every year go for a birthday. Was that Greta? Greta. Yeah, and of course uh, she died there in November, late November. What's your earliest memory? When we, um, when we got a donkey, I remember. I always found the donkeys, and my dad got a donkey, but it's a wild one from the mountains of Owen. A wild donkey. A donkey would have been only partly tamed. We called him Jack. I mean, if it was a May, we called him Jack. Yeah. We called Jack, and that was. I remember that was very only about five or six, but we loved it. But it, it would have, it would have gone for you. It would have kicked you, you know, to be careful with it. Well, it put me, it put my sister, me, my half sister. Yeah. It um, she because we brought her up, my half sister Wendy, and we brought her up, my mother and father. Yeah. You know, and she was brought up, and I look at her as as my sister Wendy, but. Um, one of the things I remember was my dad used to graze it along the side of the um, of the of the road. Yeah. And uh, but Wendy, she was only she'd just be be toddling then, you know. But we were a bit old. We were playing football and all that type of yeah. school. And the, I, there'd be noise when you put one down, and he was my dad was was kicking the donkey because he had to kick. He, he put her down, and she stood at the scars now, and he bit her face. It bit her face. It was a wild donkey. Who shared what rooms? Because with because with eleven of you, where did you all sleep? With Huey. I slept with Huey. Oh, you shared in you shared a bed. Yeah. Yeah. And did you was that in was that in one room or there other with more of you in the same room? In one room. It um, it had three beds in. Yeah. Yeah. <coughs> and my, my sisters, someone went home, but my sisters slept. There was one room downstairs. Yeah. And two sisters slept downstairs, and when when they were at home, the other slept in the same in the other room with with my mother and father, and they slept in there. Yeah. There was a curtain between. You know, it's only a small house, but we had the we had the room with with the all the boys in. It didn't have any windows in, so what they had, they had a, a skylight, and that was right over our, our bed, a skylight. When you went to bed at night, and they had to put a piece of uh, cloth around that my mum put a piece of cloth in case we hit it in the night, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like a big... Like oh, because if you stood up... You mean because if you stood up too quick, you'd yeah, want it yourself? Yeah, like that, it was there. Like a big boxing glove on the end of it. I can see it now. 
I mean, they could have opened a pop night. It wasn't actually a boxing glove, was it? Yeah, no, made like a boxing glove. She just wrapped. She, she just wrapped. Uh, she should have put a boxing glove on it. She just wrapped it round, you know. Yeah. And tied it so if he walked into it, it wouldn't hurt your head. Yeah. That was over the bed, over our bed. The other bed didn't look side, but all right. But there was no. But we had no winds to see out into the front. You know. But when you were laying down at night, you could look up through the skylight at the stars. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. That sounds quite lovely. Yeah. And when they were bombing, uh, I remember when they were bombing Belfast. Yeah. You could hear the planes. We used to stand up and watch them going over. You know, We could see Belfast burning. It was one of about 40 miles from Belfast. Yeah. You could still see the, the flashes, you know, when they were bombing it, because it was badly bombed. You know, well, you, you knew it was about that. six or seven or something then? Yeah, well, I went to have two up to, uh, yeah, about that, yeah, about 45. Yeah. Think, yeah. What, was, um, what were your mum and dad like? Marvellous. My father thought the world of me because, you see, when I when I was seven, right, yeah. I got pneumonia, very bad. Now, it, it be today's way, it'd be nothing. But there's no drugs then, and we lived in the country. I mean, the the doctor was eight mile away. Yeah. So they looked after me for the well, it wasn't too bad on the first one, and I got over the pneumonia at seven. And that left on my lungs. I found out later, but the the second one was when I was eleven. I got it again, and at the time I was I was in in the flute band at the time, and I got this pneumonia, and I was putting and I had it was about two months of school with it. They they, they gave me said uh, if it doesn't one doctor came to me, so he he one got one doctor which was eight miles away, yeah, and he sent for for this other one who was further away, and he came and he had a car. We'd never seen a car. You'd very rare you'd see a car in Northern Ireland, yeah. and when then you know. Used to see about one a year because everybody really? just attracted us. It was just tractors, us. Nobody had yeah. any cars. But my uncle had a car, but he was he's a bit rich, you know. Yeah. And uh, so they sent for this second doctor. But I just remember this hazy. I see him coming in the room. I just lay in bed and uh, he said to me, Dad, he said, this man have to take him to hospital. My dad said, no, because he says, I took one to hospital. That's the sister that I yeah. don't know. Apparently they took her to hospital and he said she'd never come out. So he said, if he's going to die, well, he said, if you don't take him to hospital, he's going to die within the next 24 hours. This, this chap is really ill, he said. My dad said, if he's going to die, he'll die here. Oh, so he kept me, and that night he, he brought me up and they all went around the, the neighbourhood. And I'll never forget, this is one memory, very vivid. It was all around the, the thing that uh, I was ill. They were all coming to see me, all the neighbours, you know, coming yeah. into this particular night. It brought him down, brought me down, so he dressed me and brought me down. And when he put my boots on upstairs and lifted me, and you know, I stood up, and my boots stayed on the floor, he said, you lost that much weight. So I came down and did a big, we had an open fire then, and this big fire on us, yeah. because he's coming down, needs heat. And all the neighbours came in, you know, local farmers came in to see me. And so did, I talk, did, they think, about me. did they think that was it? And they thought that was it. Yeah, oh, bless his heart. When, because that's when you there are no drugs, you see. Yeah. I should have gone to hospital really, but Dad said he's not going. Anyway, weeks or maybe months later, we're outside playing football in the in the garden, me and Hugh, and the doctor called round, you see, and he's talking to me, Dad, and he shouts me over, says, George, where are you, George? So I went over, and he says, this is the boy that you, you gave a day to, to live. He says, he's playing football. The doctor says, well, it's a marvel, and that is true, that. So this sounds like something out of a comic book, no. doesn't it?
who said, what do you think he'd had to see as a marvellous man like that? Mm. I said, he thought the world of me. He had 11 of us. But Eric Hugh always says, my dad thought more of you than anybody. I says, you know why? Because I was always ill. And uh, he took me for a walk, because I, I, after I flew over this and got back on my feet again, I couldn't walk very far. Yeah. So, and I was 11 getting for 12, right? A strong man with that. And he just, just come up behind me and put me and he took me out and he walked me all through the fields and went for the water because we had to get the we didn't have any any running water you know yeah no electric no electrical or, or running water so we got the, the water from a well down the road yeah a little stream on the side of the road so we used to go for the water and he would get the two and they go and put me down on the way back and he, he took me for the water on his shoulders and he walked around on his shoulders i mean i was 11 so he was a strong man yeah and he said, he can't walk that far, so I'll take George on his shoulders. And now Huey running beside me. And I got away with everything. You know? yeah. I got away with everything. If we, were, if, if we were doing anything naughty, I would get, you know, that, now don't do that again, but now Huey would get a good crack, you know. <laughs> and we had chickens, no, it was a little farm thing. We had chickens, loads of chickens. You yeah. Know? Uh, and uh, they had like a big wire fence round to keep them in. There was hundreds of them. Yeah. And uh, we used to like to feed them, you know, say to, to, say to Molly, that's my, my sister Molly, she stood home then, you know. Yeah. She stayed home to after my mum because my, my mum got paralysis in her in her eye, so she was partially sighted. She was, wasn't was very well, couldn't look after us, so she stayed at home, Molly, and she brought us up, really. Yeah. Oh, really? So she, we used to say to her, can we feed the, can we feed the chickens so they stay? So, uh, I'd got this idea. They give us a, a bowl to feed the chickens each, you know, with all this, the the meal and that they give them. But it was it's like a big flat dish, which is, it's a it's, it's a bigger version of a what's them things that you throw? A oh, frisbee. A frisbee, like yeah. a frisbee. It's like that. So I got the idea after we fed the, the chickens, I start doing it as a frisbee. So and we're at this. On and, and then run and pick it up. It was great for doing a bit of fun with it. Then I, I'll try it on the chickens. So I would, and you see it going over the chickens' head and knocking them over. And I happened to knock them over. Yeah, knocking them over. <laughs> oh, I'm, I'm not. I'm not proud of this. I'm telling you. But uh, I didn't kill them or anything. But you know, frightening. Like but skittles. my dad looks up and, and I says to Hugh, "Oh look!" And we looked at the gate because it had like he'd made a gate, so it was one, one gate in and not nowhere else out, just so he could go in and feed the chickens. But yeah. And I put a six foot netting wire out, so I see him. And he stood at the gate watching all this. So, so we had to, we couldn't get nowhere to run. We had to come to come up to him. Yeah. Now, he had just got what they call a clash. What the hell do you think you were doing? He went, and he <laughs> Yeah. He come to me and you, George, you should have known better, you know. Because he didn't want to kiss, I was ill, I was too ill, you see. Yeah. So he didn't do it, but he went, oh, he said, I wouldn't mind his telling him, I wouldn't mind. He looked, it's clash And when they slap you in the face, they call it a clash in Ireland. Yeah. I mean, they clash it. Why they do that, I don't know, but that's what he said. And uh, look at my face, he said, it's all ready. Look at, look at George, he said, all he did was that, and don't do it again. Don't do it again. <laughs> so that's the story of that. I had the most marvellous country to live in. You know, fresh air, countryside, Trees to climb, I was yeah. the best, one of the best climbers around. They call it spieling. Instead of say climbing, they say spieling, that's going up. Really? You don't need to go up a, you know, like a, like a lamppost. Yeah. I can't do it now, but he's done it for years. 
just speak your arms around it and walk it like that. Yeah, it's mean, yeah, the same way. <laughs> and that's what we used to do, going home from school he would say, You had that again, Joseph. I used to like doing up to the top, you know. But what I didn't like was and I, um, I was telling me my friend the other day about she says this friend that I have, she she likes porridge in the morning and I don't like porridge. Mm. So she knows why I don't like porridge. She says, Oh I know about you. My father was very, very kind to me, very but he liked to your, to your porridge in the morning, yeah. And the, in the island, they call it stibs. Stibs. Eat your stibs up now. Down here, George, when you go to go into school, get them. I hated it because when Molly made it, they made it. What they, they made this, you know, was just ordinary meal, not like the packet stuff. No, it was just yeah. meal, and they put it in milk. They boiled the milk, how like that, and they just stirred it in. But it, it was some it would be lumps, you know. So when I and she would give us and we'd sit down and and our Hugh was. And you look at Hugh, and now you and I had to eat this and it me feel sick, Chris. It's just thinking of it. I've never, since then, <laughs> since I was, since I, I left Ireland, since my father died yeah. and my mother died, I never, I never had porridge again and I never will. I couldn't have porridge because I had to eat that. He made me eat it. You yeah. know? It's cruel. They shouldn't do that to children, but he did. He said, well, you see, my mum would say, oh, don't worry, don't, 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 you'll, you'll have them crying, you know, you'll have them crying. So I used to cry and try and get out of it. They say, no, you have <laughs> to, the waterworks. You have to eat it, George, because if you don't, you won't, you won't, he was, he was thinking he was giving me, like, medicine to him, yeah. because, because of me being so ill. He would have let Hugh away with it. Yeah. He wouldn't let me away with it. I had to have them. And I hate them. I still, this minute, when I see porridge there from the supermarket this morning, and I see it, I walk past oats. No. <laughs> It knocks me when I see people eating it. There's a lot. You of know what it reminds me of, don't you? Oh, I won't do I? say the word. It just reminds me of that. When I say that to him, why don't you like it? I said that's what it reminds me of. <laughs>
uh, a drink of milk before we went to bed. So hang on a minute. If you were the second youngest, yeah, did that mean? And Hugh was the youngest. Yeah. Did Hugh get the dirty water? Uh, well, that nine times out of ten he did. He said so. <laughs> I had to go in after after George, you know. Yeah. And they kept boiling the the water on the range, but it used to be the fire. They had a, a hook, you know, a, a, they call them a, a oh, crane that came out. You, you know, where it used to be, they had like a crane on the side, a thing shaped like that, and it comes out, and, and they hook it on it over the fire, and then put it back again. Yes. But then one of the range, it was on top of the stove, the range, they call it the stove, and that was simmering all the time. So as the water cooled in this bath, poured a little bit in, and I I got this thing, I got this, um, like a an infection, because of my illness and it used to break out in a rash they took me to the doctor and he said well what we should do is have uh, sulfur baths bath in sulfur that sounds terrifying well i tell you i <laughs> your face i cower when i think of it hey i'm ryan reynolds at mint mobile we like to do the opposite of what big wireless does they charge you a lot we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom. Like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical new user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. What was what was the schools like? There was it presumably just one. Mm, only one. Yeah. Tully Band Primary. Tully Band. Yeah. Now the, the school to start it off. So basic the school was was in the corner of a farmer's field. Yeah. No playing ground or nothing, and it was four walls, mm. a little porch on the front. Because it it had um, it had about twenty pupils in each side. It was it was split in half, not by a wall. It's yeah. just a, a, a rectangular building with a door yeah. and a little porch on the front. They call it a porch for it, where we kept her clothes in and yeah. the window in. And there was a, there was a sink there, but there's no running water. We had to carry the water. There's no running water. There was a sink there to wash your hands in. That's all. Who was your first crush? I never forget it. <laughs> And I go back to Ireland and I can't find her because they said, did she move the, I found one of them, but I don't know what, the other one I think went to Scotland, she emigrated to Scotland. Yeah. One was, uh, the first one was Jean Craig and she had lovely long hair, red hair, it was yeah. all the go in those days, red hair, lovely red hair, you know. And Jean Craig was very fond of her, but the thing is, the laugh is, 
I was reportedly, and I'm, I'm only saying this, not trying to brag, but I was reportedly to be very good looking as a child. I can believe that. And <laughs> and I used to say to Hewitt, if they all say I'm so good looking, why is it that she likes you more than me? <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. Do you like you? They say, did she like, I said, she didn't see she likes you. She wouldn't let me have a hug or a kiss or anything, you yeah. know. But she'd let Huey do it, you know. And I, I couldn't, I couldn't get over that. Well, I that thought, is well, the acid test, isn't it? Yeah. But the other one, there's a story, the other one that did fancy me, she's called, and I've seen, I've heard of her since, I've not seen her, but I'm frightened of seeing her. You're she's frightened called, Well, her. the reason is, Iris Simpson she was called. Yeah. And she, she wanted to, me to see her after school, you know. Yeah. Like, like that you do. And, uh, and how, old I, you? how old were you at this point? I'd be about 11. Right. 10 or 11, you know. Yeah. Uh, but, um, and it, she must have had a crush on me because of what happened. Because we're home from school, so we're coming home from school, Hughie and I, and down they come, down comes Jean Craig, because Jean Craig lived on the same road as me, near yeah. to me, I should say. But Iris Simpson, she lived further on, she was with her. And the two of them, and they started on me, and they said, you didn't come yesterday after school. Well, my friend that I sit with is called Jeremy Callister. I go to his grave every time I'm there. He, he died. Yeah. But he um, they used to go and see him, you see. He was a he was another good looking lad, and he must have told him that I that must have made a date that I was to see Iris, and he used to see his girlfriend. Yeah. But that day I, I didn't know anything about it. He never told me anything about it, and I didn't turn up. So she blamed me for letting her down. So she said, after school, I'm going to get you. And I said, ah, this was in the school in the desk, you know, but yeah. get you after you. You let me down. I didn't let you down. I know nothing about it. I know nothing about it. <laughs> And we got out and I'm going home and I'm sewing these sticks at the trees to get the things here and I. And all of a sudden they turned up. What did I say I was going to do? I said, what are you going to do, Iris? You know, she's a big, big, big lady. And I said, I'm going to, I'm going to give you a good licking. A good licking. They call it a licking. That's like a hitting. Yeah. So she took her school bag off. You know, they, we all have satchels. Yeah. And she set about with the satchel. So I, 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 I wrestled her off and, and I fell on it. And, and then doesn't Jean... Craig, yeah. the one who I fancied, starts and helps as well. So a two of them, he was telling, leave her, leave her, George alone, leave her. <laughs> and they were hitting me with this, these bags, you know. And then Jean started on me. I thought, isn't it good? I, I like you and you're giving me a good licking, as they call it, licking. That's yeah. They well, say yeah. that today, they say, when you're telling you, oh, I'll give her a good licking. So there's two, so there's the two girls, both of whom you had a crush on, are both yeah. beating, beating hell out of you. The hell out of me, yeah. So I couldn't stand it. So I got up and I pushed her away and somehow I managed, I hit her on the face and I blacked her eye. Oh my God. Well, well you... talk about trouble. She started crying and I'm going to tell me, I'm going to tell me dad. That's his, her, her dad. Yeah. So Jean Craig, she runs on home and tells her father, Jimmy Craig. And I'm like, what are we going to do now, Hughie? said, have you seen her eye? Well, why not just go coming up? You know? Oh, God. And she lived in that moss side. She, she, she lived in moss side. She's further on. Mm. And this moss side, they, her family had a bit of a reputation, you know. A bit like the way they got a bit of a scrap and that. Yeah. And, uh, but, and I thought, what are we going to do? So Jimmy, Jimmy Craig, he's called, he set about, we've got, what have you done to her? Simply, I said, it was a mistake. It was a mistake. I, I didn't mean to hit her, you know. And then another farmer, she told him, another one, he come. So eventually, they told me that. One of them went home and told me that. Yeah. And 
Like I tell it off when I got in, he didn't say anything. Yeah. But he went round to the to her house to see Simpson. Yeah. Her father, Frank Simpson. And I says, What did you do? He says, I just says to him, if she was hitting him with a bag, he did the right thing and I'm not I'm not gonna hit him or anything for it. Yeah. She said, and but she and he says, if you don't like it, you know what to do, my dad said, because my daddy he he wouldn't have touched my dad, he was too too big a man for him, you know. Yeah. But shot like yourself, maybe a bit taller than you, and you yeah. were tall. He's a big man. He was a pig killer in real life. He killed pigs for people, you know. Oh really? With yeah. A, with Butcher, a... yeah. Yeah. So he so he sorted this out. So when I'm out over in Ireland, I sees this lady as her niece, I met her. Really? And I went to church one day, uh, to, to the churchyard to see me me me, me, me family grave. And uh, she was there, she says, Are you are you George Weir? I said, I said, Do you do you know Iris Simpson? I said, Do I know Iris Simpson? She says, She's my auntie. Oh she says, Don't tell her you met me, will you? <laughs> She said, are you the one who hit her in the eye? All these years, are you the one who broke black to eye? I said, yeah. Oh, well, my nephew was there. Robert, he knew nothing about it. This one named Scott, but he yeah. was said, what's all this charge about Iris? So this girl said, oh, you know, she went to she sees. No, she says, she says she would like to see. I says, no, I'm not falling for that one. I'm not falling for that one. She said, if I... Shall, shall I tell her? I said, you can tell her you've seen me, but I'm not going to because I'm so, I'm so ashamed of it. She said, she's all right with it now, you know. She's all right with yeah, it. Yeah, I'll tell you what, you, she says she's not, she says she's all right with it now. You're going to get out there, you're going to go into the barn to meet her mm. and it'll be like good fellas, you'll get whacked. <laughs> no, <laughs> why do you not say, this is what it's like, George. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so that's the story of school. Yeah. But how did you end up in Manchester? Was it the whole family that came? When I left school, I left school at 14 and a half. And I worked for that from uh, November. That was on the 29th of November. I I was 14 and a half. Yeah. What, that would be 49 or 48, 49, something like that. And uh, I had this, the, my, my two brothers, well, one of my brothers was, was definitely, he, he was working in Manchester. Yeah. So he kept going over holidays and we used to talk about it. And I said, I wouldn't mind going, you know. But my mum said, well, I've got no money to send you, you know. So um, Bill said, that's the one who's 10 years older than me, he said he had a good job. So he said, I'll come for you. I'll, I'll take you there. So mm. he did. But in the meantime, I started working for the farmer who married Greta. Alfred, I worked The farmer who married Greta. Pete, yeah. Yeah. Uh, doing his Peter's cutting the peat at the time, and I started to peat for them from uh, early, well, late uh, late, late February yeah. right through, because it takes, it takes quite, quite a job. So I worked for him, and he gave me £14 for the two, three weeks I worked for him. So that was £14 towards me. Wow. I know Bill put the rest to, but then my, my uncle came, and he had a, 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 a thrashing bill, a thresher, you know what portable one with mm. and he takes it to the farm and wow. they, they, they farm it the thresher so he was in the area and we, we used to go here and I, that was our day out when he was in, we went to see him and he was, he was our uncle mm. so he, he says to me he did the did the back of the thresher he did the, the seed bit the men did they put it in and all that and he did the seed and he's talked to us and he said I believe you're going to, to England with your Willie's coming for you I called him Willie I said uh, yeah I said I'm, I'm trying to 
Well, he said, tell you what, here's, here's something to be going on. They give me a £10 note. I go wow. home and told my mum, well, £10 note and that. I mean, it's, it's a lot of money. So I went to London. So I nearly got work my own fare there. Yeah. When I came to England, I had nothing, nothing. No and it was just that you, that you that come out on your own? Yeah. I'm, I'm, and they had a flat when I came to, to Ireland. Um, yeah. Agnes was there. Yeah. Agnes was there. She worked in England as well. She was a, in the sewing trade, you know, a seamstress. Mm. And she worked in Manchester. So she was there. And they had a flat. Um, and I went there and I stayed at the flat and worked there and got this job as a, in, an, in an art room do, doing art, painting. You did? Yeah. That's what I started out as. What? what like, as in painting and decorating? No, 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 no. Painting, um, painting flowers. Really? They, they the, in in the factory, they made these flowers, which I went to do after anyway. They made these flowers and they they, they decorated the the mirrors and that with them, and they also were painted. You know, the the crinoline ladies on mirrors. You see them sometimes. A mirror with a with a crinoline lady and walking like that. And yes. I used to draw them on a mirror. That's what I did for for about. A year or less, maybe less, but I wound up working in the factory because I liked the idea of the factory. Yeah, I liked it better than the than the because I was working with five women and they're all all painters, you know. Wow. Yeah. What interesting thing to do, I suppose you do. You do see mirrors and all, and all sorts like that with 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 stuff on yeah, them. Yeah, right? that's right. That's what I did. Yeah, crinoline ladies in the crinoline ladies. That's quite an amazing first job to have. Yeah. And and also so I went into the factory see and we had made mirrors obviously and on the mirrors the backing of the of, of the mirror they, they put in timber they put like a crescent on the top a crescent and on that crescent the chap in the factory made these little flowers yeah. call them barbola flowers but they weren't they were pretend barbola right. barbola is a name is a is a jewelry item that's very expensive I believe yeah when it's made because it's made of special stuff but we, they made it with their own stuff and then they stuck these flowers on and when they come in to me it was just like the like the colour of putty. Yeah. And I, I put I put the things in. The little green, yellows, reds all and then it went back into the factory and the mirror was put on it and they sold. It sounds like you enjoyed your work. I did, I enjoyed it. But I enjoyed the factory better because it was with the lads then you see it was yeah. working the lads. So they said, Well could you think you could work in the in the room where they make these these flowers that you you painted. Yeah. So I went in and the chap he was retiring. So I went and he showed me what what to do and I started. I went on from there and I worked at it for ten or eleven years, making wow. them, making them. Yeah. Met and a nice so, girl there and had a nice affair with a girl there. Oh, did you? Was before I met, yeah, before I met Sheila. Yeah. So what was this? What was her name? Barbara. Did you give her a black eye? No, no, not this. <laughs> But that, that Probably, she was well, you learned your lesson you know, there, good. going to come of it, Chris, because she was engaged. That was, was, so said, it was an affair. You're, you're, um, you're an awful girl. She said, I know I'm engaged, really. Yeah. And she went up marrying him, but uh, I, I used to go over at a weekend. Yeah. Went dancing with her to the Ritz. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, the one near the palace? Yeah. The yeah. Ritz, the, Ritz, the Ritz one Saturday and the next Saturday, or maybe if I go to the... Um, the plaza. Did you never get? Did you never get seen by her, her fiance? No, because he lived in Bury. No, that to the end of the You're miles a bad lad. Yeah. Oh. Well. <laughs> you know who was? You know who was the, the manager of the plaza when we were there? Who? Jimmy Savile. 
I met Jimmy Savile. Oh, my God. Because yeah. he used to come over talking to us. His blonde hair. <laughs> you like that, you know? Yeah? Yeah. The smart-looking fellow, though, he was managing the plaza, you know? Wow. Man, not, that's one thing I'm not very... I used to think it was great, you know, when I saw him on the television, he said, I, I remember him. Yeah. <laughs> Sheila said, I remember him as well, because Sheila was with me as well. Yeah. And uh, she said, you remember we used to see him in the, the plaza? But now I wouldn't... I wouldn't walk to the end of the road to see him. Obviously not. Happened. When did, after you got your bad lad bit out of the way, yeah. when did you, well, how did that end? Did that just... Just fizzled out, yeah. she. I think she decided to leave, yeah. I think she decided to leave, as I remember. It fizzled out. Well, you couldn't have trusted someone like that. No. Because, <laughs> you no. know... No, I couldn't. I used um, to say, you know, it's not right, you shouldn't do that. Well, I want to. <laughs> yeah, you you, 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 you shouldn't do that. And you know, I, give us a kiss. Well, say, you know, when we're doing this little job, and they had, like, a little room to do this, because it had to have a, a burner in it, yeah. like a, um, a gas burner. And this gas burner warmed a tank of water. Yeah. And this tank had, like, a door on it, and that's where it kept me stuff. I made this brew up of... of um, Scotch glue, you know, yeah. break it all up and put whiting in it and made like a like a putty. And that's what they made the flowers out of. And then I put them on a block and squeezed it and then took them, cut them off and that put and stuck them onto the mirrors for them. Onto the mirrors right. and the the yeah, onto the mirrors for them. And then they went and they were painted by Barbara. She did it well But the the thing was from the ladies' toilet you could through through into my place in the back because I was a little bit off the main thing. Yeah. And she used to go to the toilet and come out and say, hello, John. And I would have a little... And she'd go back in again. Oh, I know. Nothing... Obviously, no, no, no. It's just a place you know, of work but, for her. Yeah, sake. and then I'll see you on... I'll see you on Friday night or I'll see you on Saturday night. Yeah. Because he's going drinking, he's going for drinks all the I said, you know, you're, you're awful to him. She said, I know, but I like you. Oh, she called me her Adonis, that was it. Her Adonis? She, used to say, she called me her Adonis, because I'd, then at the time, not like now, I had a great head of hair. Yeah. And it's, um, looked like one of the Everly Brothers, you know, me and Eric Huey looked wow. like the Everly Brothers. You used to say that. Yeah. <laughs> they looked like the Everly Brothers, you know, the, the curls and that. Yeah. And uh, they were not white, it was just mixing, you know. But uh, I had a good head of hair, and she would say, where's my Adonis? It's just like a Greek, you know, with all this. Yeah. Crap, you know. And just, I'm not bragging on it, but that's the truth. Yeah. You asked me... Tell you the truth. <laughs> I say it. I say to Sarah. She said, "Granddad, you must have had some life when you." <laughs> I did have some life. I so, so after that fizzled out, and it sounds like she she went. Yeah, I think she, yeah, so after that fizzled she, out, at some point you met the real love of your life, didn't you? Oh, did I? Yeah. Tell me about that. Oh, it's lovely. I met her at the at the plaza. Yeah, and. Uh, and we, we danced that night, two or three two or three dances, and she was very small, my wife, very small. And uh, Little Diddy. Yeah, little Sheila. And we made it... Uh, I brought her home. We did. We got on the bus and I brought her home up to, to where, where we lived in Harper Ray, and then I walked and got the bus back to Salford, because I lived in Salford at the time. Yeah. And uh, dropped off and made a date for the next, for the next Saturday the next, for, to, to go dancing. Yeah. But... I got come for the date, but the the bus broke down on Rochdale Road, <clears throat> and uh, they were waiting for the bus to come. And I you know, turned to see to the bus, and I was late. Mm. So she came out and waited because I was meeting her at the end of her road, you know, not at her door, but meeting at the end of her road, yeah. which is 
just there on uh, near near Manning's Club. You know where you know, know where Manning's. Oh, the Embassy Club. The Embassy. Yeah. Club. The street just before there, she lived there, called Chelwood Street. Yeah. She lived. She lived there. So I used to meet her at the end there. That was where I was to meet her, but I didn't. Think, and her friend come, and she was going dancing. She said, "What are you doing?" She said, "I'm waiting for George." You know that I met last night. And, oh, I said, "Him, the big fella." He called me the big fella. Wasn't the big fella? But, yeah. yeah. Said him, but he's not coming up. She said, "Well, I'm going dancing. Are you coming with me at Bellevue?" So she gets on the bus and goes to Bellevue with the. Uh, when I saw her next, the next that day, thing move, and I said, "Where were you?" She said, "Where were you?" I waited for you. I waited for nearly half an hour for you. You you, you let me down. I said, I didn't see. I was, I was that bus that broke down. You know, the bus that broke down. I said, I must have passed because I went to Bellevue. So that was it then. So So did you think that was it all over? And I, I, well, I was very upset about it. But then yeah. the next week I saw So you're upset? You must have liked her. Yeah, I did right away. Because I... Um, and uh, next week I saw her and I said, this time I... So we made a date and went to the pictures. And yeah. Uh, and that was it, the start of it. The love of my, the love of my life. Yeah. Mm-hmm. There she is. That's recently. That's just before she died. Yeah. She is a little diddy. I was twenty. I was twenty-two when I married. Yeah. So, how many years is that? That's that's pushing sixty. That's pushing sixty years. Goodness you, me! You see, Chris, you get used to a person when you're doing that. Though. You get yeah. used to it. <laughs> Of course you do. Yeah, but you only get you only get seventeen years for murder, don't you? No, I didn't. <laughs> listen, you're saying that as a joke, but you know I can, you know. Right, listen, I can't uh, say too much because I just I just start breaking up. Yeah. Well, I mean, it's three years now. It's just over three years. Three years, and because it was in November. November's been a very big year for me. I was born in that on that year. Yeah, big Sheila year. Was, Sheila was born ten days. She's ten days older than me, so I was her toy boy. Right? Oh, I see. Yes, yeah, ten days. She was a sugar mummy. And then she, when we had Paul, we had him on the night. His birthday is nineteenth of July. Yeah. It takes some time to do it that way, Chris. You have to try it. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, he was born. That, that's nineteenth of November. Mm. And she died on the eighteenth of November. That was a different date, but all November. So November's a big, big. It's yeah, like everything in, in everything that's happened. It's all in November. Yeah. So that's the story. And tell me about your children. You you, oh, you had kids, didn't you? I got two lovely children. I had two lovely children. Er, er Paul, uh, born on her birthday, like I say, on Sheila's birthday. Yeah. The nineteenth of November. And uh, what a boy he's turned out to be. Never been in trouble in his life. Just likes cars. Yeah. He does all cars up, you know. And that's his job. Is that's his all. He's a he's a he's a paint sprayer. Yeah. And French polisher. He does French polishing as well. Oh, does he? Yeah. And uh, it, it touched my car up when I bought it. There was some and so he, he he put it all in. That's what he does. Yeah, he's very good. And man, of course, my daughter, just un, unreplaceable. Yeah. She thinks the world of me. Sometimes on the Skype, <laughs> when we're when we're saying. She, she, can you see the tears on her face when she's saying, see you, Dad, see you, Dad. the tears on her face. I'm making me go But, um, you know, she, she, that's what I mean. You talk about a family. I have a yeah. family. And this Paul here, Paul, and Rose, my daughter-in-law, mm. and those, well, those grandchildren. But my daughter-in-law, 
And I recall he comes every day of the week to see me. Does after he? Work, after work, yeah. Good lad. Comes here every night. You've done well there. Yeah. And I tell you what, I think you've done well with your family. It sounds like you're sort of still... It sounds like even though you're, you've lost Sheila, it sounds yeah. like you're surrounded by people who love you. Uh, absolutely. Oh, George Weir, so, th- thank you very, very much. So that's, that's enough as a waffle on, but there you go. And that was George. I know, I know I say it every week, but he's my new favourite. Lovely, lovely man. As you'll have just heard, this podcast is about sharing some fantastic life stories. But there are well over a million chronically lonely people in the UK who have no one to share their stories with. If you'd like to know more about ways to change this, then please go online and visit campaigntoendloneliness.org and find out how together we can make loneliness a thing of the past. Thanks again goes to George, and also thanks to Acast for hosting this show. See you next time. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Mm. 